from Mamma Mia. Hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Well, it's that time of the year again. We're all gearing up to celebrate another year of working side by side with our colleagues by letting our hair down at the office Christmas party. But for some workplaces, the traditional end-of-year celebrations have been called off. And for those still invited to have a drink or two with our workmates, there's a movement of employees who are opting out. The reason? It's all too damn stressful. So have we lost our Christmas spirit? Or have we cancelled joy this year? We speak to a clinical psychologist about social anxiety and the reasons we find this period of the year so very stressful. I'm sorry, you're having a Christmas party tonight? It's not happening. All right, it's cancelled. According to a survey conducted by officers.co.uk this year, 61% of British managers and directors are planning on spending less on the office Christmas party in 2019. There are several reasons for this. In this economic climate, many businesses are tightening their belts. But some are also worried about being seen as indulging in corporate greed and the fear that an employee can have too many, and in this era of Me Too and social media reach, could cause some major legal and reputation-damaging issues. A 2017 study conducted by US job seeker service Randstad found that 90% of the survey respondents would prefer a cash bonus or an extra day off rather than attend the end-of-year Christmas soiree. But 62% said they feel obligated to attend, with the younger the employee, the more stressed and pressured they feel about having to make an appearance. I'm so excited for the party, but there is that part in the back of my mind that it's just like you don't know anyone yet, you haven't made any friends yet, so like I might be all on my own, I might not have anyone to talk to, um... You know, I know that people have friendship groups here already and so I am a little nervous about being left in the corner. I have two major anxieties about work Christmas parties. One is making a fool of myself, so perhaps the next day having maybe the booze blues of something I may or may not have done, not being able to maybe remember or anything like that. Just that general feel of dread, which you never want to have in any area of your life and especially not in relation to work. And then the other is getting stuck in conversations that you want to get out of to go and have fun with, you know, people who you might be a bit closer at work with, but also not wanting to be rude. So it's navigating that, I think, definitely brings on a little bit of anxiety. My Christmas party is a daytime party where children are nominally welcome, but I don't want to go because my little boys will not sit and colour nicely or chat politely to the grown-ups. They will want to roll around and wrestle and run and destroy things and knock people over and have food fights. And that would be very embarrassing. Add to this the social climate of 2019. We're more environmentally conscious, seeing Christmas as a consumerist holiday. We're more mindful of people's catering concerns and dietary issues. We want it to be sustainable, inclusive, not offending anyone who may not be Christian, not offending those who are. In the post-Me Too movement, some in the office feel like they're being watched and monitored. And some are concerned that a drink or two on board with some colleagues may see them become the target of unwanted sexual advances. Advances that could end up in a lengthy HR or even criminal case. All of these things are contributing to a disorder known as social anxiety. Dr Ellen Hendrickson is a clinical psychologist and the author of How to Be Yourself, Quiet Your Inner Critic and Rise Above Social Anxiety. 
Dr. Hendrickson, first up, what exactly is social anxiety? So social anxiety is the idea that there is something wrong with us, that we have a fatal flaw. And this is a perception. It's based on either no evidence at all, or there might be a shred of evidence. Like maybe we do blush when we get embarrassed, but the resulting judgment or rejection is actually nowhere near the extent that we fear. And so with this perceived fatal flaw, social anxiety is the idea that we have to work very, very hard to hide that perceived fatal flaw or else we'll be judged or rejected for it. So as far as social anxiety goes, it seems to go up another notch when it comes to socialising with our work colleagues. What is it about the office Christmas party that has some of us so anxious? So anxiety is driven by uncertainty. And things can get really uncertain, particularly an office holiday party, because we're there with our colleagues. And so we're used to being professional and having our workplace on around them. But at the same time, we're at a party. And so there is some expectation that we're going to let loose or have fun or relax. And so that dissonance of being in a professional environment, yet in an informal party as well, creates a lot of uncertainty. How am I supposed to talk to this person? How do I relate to them? You know, what, how much do I reveal? How much do I drink? That creates a lot of uncertainty, all of which drives anxiety. So with this anxiety, are we also concerned maybe that things might get out of hand at this party and then we have to take that and go back to our normal everyday office life with that? Definitely. So picture the worst case scenario. Our anxiety always jumps ahead to the ultimate bad thing that could happen. And the reason it does that is so that we can be prepared. If we miss something good, that doesn't cost us evolutionarily. But if we miss a threat, that could possibly cost us. So our anxiety scans the horizon for all the things that could go wrong and inevitably fixates on the worst of those. And so that's why oftentimes we might worry before a party that we might say something stupid that we're going to regret or that we'll accidentally drink too much because we're, we're just trying to you know, let our hair down, but we let it get out of hand. And then we'll do something embarrassing. So there's, there's all sorts of worst case scenarios that may pop up in our minds. And that's why we focus on those worst case scenarios in advance of the party. We're trying to prepare for the worst. There's been a few stories floating around this week that millennials in particular, but I'm presuming it could apply to anyone outside of this, as far as Kris Kringle goes, that there is a real anxiety about buying a gift in particular for a work colleague. What are we so worried about? I think there's a couple of reasons that people are worried. You said millennials are particularly worried. That implies that uh, these employees are younger, maybe at the beginning of their career. And so if they are assigned to purchase a gift for somebody who is very senior to them, there is a power dynamic there. So they want to make sure they get something that's appropriate, but also appreciated. So it makes it very difficult to know what to get. Secondly, oftentimes we don't know who's going to receive our gift. And so it's very difficult to try to find something that will please everybody because we're so individualized that 
if we buy chocolates, we might end up giving it to somebody who's dairy free. Or if we buy a bottle of wine, we might end up giving it to somebody who doesn't drink. So it's very difficult to personalize something when we don't know what we're working with. So there are lots of reasons to feel anxious about trying to purchase a gift for someone that you work with, but might not know intimately. So what do we do about the Christmas party? So it's coming up. Do we RSVP even though it's really stressing us out? Do we just say no, but then that brings with it its own anxiety that maybe we are letting somebody down or maybe our boss will be upset with us for not attending? How do we handle the upcoming Christmas party? So with an office party, I recommend that people go because it is important to show up and show that you're a team player or show that you have a investment in the office and want to build relationships there. However, that doesn't mean that you have to stay the whole time or that you can't go in with plan. So because anxiety is driven by uncertainty, a great thing to do is to create some certainty. And so you might have an idea of who you want to try to talk to at that particular party. You might think, okay, I'm going to go in and try to chat with each of my direct reports my boss and the office manager. Or you might go in and say, okay, I'm going to talk to three people and then I'm going to evaluate how much fun I'm having. And if it's not my scene, then I'm allowed to leave. As long as there is some kind of structure, like you have some kind of goal, then that can really take away a lot of that uncertainty and allow you to really enjoy yourself more because you're not trying to make it up as you go along. So what do you do if you find yourself at your office party? You're trying to make small talk but feel like you've said nothing but the dumbest of things and you can't figure out how to escape, hating every moment. Dr Hendrickson has this advice for those not coping with so much social interaction with your workmates. When we start to feel self-conscious, when we start to feel socially anxious, our attention naturally turns inward and we start to monitor our thoughts and we start to monitor our bodies and we think, oh, should I look this way or this way to look more casual? Or did what I just said sound stupid? Or let me think about how I want to respond to this to make sure that I don't offend her. We start overthinking things and really focusing our attention inward. And so a great thing to do is to try to turn our attention outward, to pay attention to essentially anything except ourselves. So if you're in a conversation, to really look at and listen to the person that you're talking to, to turn your attention outward to the environment or the music or the food, and essentially be where you are and pay attention to the task at hand, which might be conversation, which might be listening, might be just simply enjoying where you are. But turning your attention outward is a nice way to turn down the volume on that It might still be there, but you can turn on its volume. This episode of The Quickie was produced by Ellie Beatty. Audio production by Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash the quickie. And now that you've had your daily news feel, why not get your daily entertainment news update with our mates Laura and Key on The Spill. There's a new episode every weekday afternoon taking you through all the latest from the world of celebrity, like Monday's episode on Emma Wiggle and her new man, who also just happens to be in the Wiggles family. Check out The Spill in your favourite podcast app. Listener.